Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Hey, hey, everyone. Lydia back here with another episode for you. Hopefully the dogs won't bark this time, Uh, but this is real. This is life. Uh, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about understanding thyroid activity today because it came up in a conversation with a student of my HTMA practitioner jumpstart. And I thought it was really good because, you know, minerals run the show when it comes to the thyroid, but understanding how everything is connected in our body is really important. And I think a lot of people are very disconnected based on how allopathic, um, like treats or addresses, uh, thyroid these days. And so I kind of want to show you, it's a little complex. So, you know, bear with me here, but I think it's really helpful to see, that it's so connected to all of you and you can't just kind of guess at this or assume that, you know, replacement hormone is the answer. Um, or, you know, to be honest, um, realize that it, you know, it's easy to figure out what's going on in your system based on the very oversimplistic testing that they do. So we have to first start by understanding like you know, we have the pituitary gland and that's what controls hormone production in our body. And that's in our brain in case you weren't aware. And that's what makes our TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone, which is, um, you know, kind of like the one for sure marker they run. Um, and sometimes they run, you know, T4 and T3, but the TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone is what tells your thyroid gland how much T4 and T3 to produce. And so that TSH level in your blood is going to reveal how much T4 your pituitary gland is asking your thyroid gland to make. So let's say your TSH levels are high. It could mean you have an underactive thyroid or hypothyroidism. Um, and that's because it's kind of indicating that your pituitary gland is producing more TSH in an effort to stimulate your thyroid, uh, to produce thyroid hormone. But the thing is, is hair analysis, which, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine who's, uh, a marketing guy and he's like, Lydia, you need to like pick one thing to talk about when it comes to HTMA. And I said, I I can't do that. It's literally so vast. It does more than you think. And most people can't even comprehend how deep we can go with this information. (laughs) So I figured I would share a little bit more about hair analysis and how it helps with this, because I think you guys are going to be blown away. Um, It actually gives additional and different and more information that about thyroid activity and your whole system than a simple blood test could possibly do. A lot of times the confusion comes when we're just testing the typical way because the blood tests, 
aren't going to really reveal a lot about your overall thyroid physiology. They're just measuring circulating hormones and the pituitary stimulation of the thyroid. And that's really not enough. We actually have what we call thyroid metabolism. And there's a lot more to it than um, just, you know, those couple of things, right? So we've obviously, we've got hormone production, right? So we need, you know, to produce thyroxine, which is your T4. And we need minerals for that. We need vitamins for that. We need micronutrients for that, right? We need to get those on board so we can do that. But then we have, so it's always the nutrients that we're missing and we need to get those on board, but that is also the toxins that we're exposed to that are playing a role as well. So we have to figure out for each person, like, okay, how can we bring the right nutrients on board for you? How can we take a deep dive and see what toxicities, you know, you can start to, um, you know, remove from your life. Um, and that's neither of those things are overnight. You know, we're not talking a pill for an ill here, which is, you know, unfortunately what allopathic still doing. So that said, um, we've got things like radiation exposure, you know, it's, the thyroid gland is very sensitive to that. You've got oxidative stress, uh, uh in the system, toxic chemicals, heavy metals, uh, fluoride, all these things that can actually block your hormone synthesis. Um, and then we've got like mercury toxicity, which is huge. Um, especially if you have any silver fillings in your mouth, or if you were born to someone who had, uh, amalgam fillings. Um, and then we also have too much exposure to excess copper as well. And both of those things can, um, stimulate our hormone synthesis. So we can have I call it like janky hormone production myself, but it's, so it's like a number of factors there that are playing a role in our hormone production. It's just, it's not as simple as like, here, go take some thyroid hormone because then you're missing all these underlying pieces of your personal health puzzle. So we've got the hormone production piece in our thyroid metabolism. Then we've got the hormone release piece of it, of it, which, um, you know, we need, to, um, so, so the secretion of the thyroid hormones is based on, um, our sympathetic nervous stimulation. Um, and so a lot of people are actually on the other side of that. They're, they're in this kind of like slow down driving with the parking brakes on exhausted adrenal glands, or, you know, these autonomic nervous system imbalances that may affect their sympathetic nervous system firing correctly. That's usually who is like the typical uh, hypothyroid case where they're already in burnout. They didn't realize it. And, you know, they're driving with the parking brakes on, so to speak. So it's kind of like this unhealthy, really slowed down parasympathetic state, and they can't properly fire their sympathetic nervous response. Um, so that's important to understand too. We've got to know kind of what's going on in our body and help it, you know, get back to that uh, stability and balance in our nervous system. So we can have appropriate, uh, hormone release, right. Then we want to think about like, okay, so well, once the hormones are being released into the blood, they actually have to get inside our cells. Um, so in order for the cells to actually, uh, you know, receive the hormone, they have to function properly. 
Um, and so that's another thing that in the HTMA world, mineral balancing world, we can see that the cells are either, you know, uh, blocked or maybe uh, receiving things too quickly. Um, and so one of the things we'll observe is that there's an accumulation of excess tissue calcium and even magnesium in the wrong ways. Um, and both of those are going to reduce cell permeability. So calcium in any excess in the body, when it can't be utilized properly, it doesn't have every, every cofactor function and nutrient in place. Um, we can't, we can't use our calcium properly. So the body will like accumulate it and stick it wherever it needs to go. And one of the things it can do is harden things in your body, right? So you've heard of calcifications. Well, it can have that impact on the, the membrane of the cell. And so when it's stiff and harder, imagine, you know, it's like a block. It's like a, it's like a, has a blunting effect on it. The cell's ability to receive and ability to have good permeability of, you know, hormones, nutrients, what have you. So yeah. And then on the flip side, if someone's, you know, uh, deficient in calcium and magnesium that can cause like this excessive cell permeability. So they can burn up, you know, use things up too quickly. Then we've got stress and all these other things, but like one of the really big things that has affected us over the years is, um, poor fat, you know, poor quality fats. Um, they have an effect on the cell, um, membrane as well, or we have like an impaired fatty acid metabolism or anything else that can damage our cell membranes can also block the absorption of thyroxine. So we have to think about that. Like, how can we, um, increase the, the cell, like, how can we make ourselves work better? How can we have healthy cells today? Right. So that goes back to what I said, the right nutrients in the quality source foods, including your water, including your sun exposure and the reduction of toxins. I mean, lather, rinse, repeat 24, seven, 365. We got to keep doing this because we've been alive on the planet to this day having, you know, the deficiencies and the excesses in the wrong way. We've got the deficiencies of nutrients, the excess of toxins. So then there's the, um, so copper actually is a really big player when it comes to um, how it affects um, our key mineral balance in, in the HTMA world. We use the ratio of calcium to potassium and um, copper actually affects absorption and it can alter both the levels of calcium and potassium. And so that's a player. So we kind of have to think about what's someone's copper imbalance, you know, how can we support that? Uh, and then we can have heavy metals also affect hormone absorption by altering the levels of key minerals. Um, you know, so cadmium, you know, it can, can exacerbate the, the, the macro minerals. Um, and so with that behind the scenes, you know, what, what's it going to do? What good's it going to do to, um, only address it like super simplistically by like, Oh, here, take some hormone replacement therapy. You're good to go. Boom. No, no, you're actually not. You've got a lot more under the surface that wants your attention. 
And not to say everyone ever has to fix all of this, but like if you don't start to at least kind of address this in a more full approach, eventually it's going to show up in your body in another way. Or you could take this thyroid hormone replacement and not actually feel its benefits because it's not even getting inside your cells, right? So I've had so many women come to me and they're like, oh yeah, I started hormone replacement. And I'm not, I still don't feel all that great. It might've helped a little. Some people say it helps a little. Some people say it doesn't help. Um, Some people say it helped at first. You know, I get all kinds of responses. And of course, there's a lot of different reasons why people end up on it. So I obviously can't cover that now. But generally speaking, that's like the pat answer if you go to an allopathic doctor and they check those three markers And they're like, here you go, boom, out the door, carry on with your life. And it's like, no, there's so much more going on. Um, So once the hormones inside your cell, it has to be converted. And then in order for us to be able to use it in the cell, in the mitochondria. So um, most people have an imbalance of potassium. And Part of the reason why we have an imbalance of potassium isn't just because we're not eating enough, which we, we should start there for sure. So everyone go check in and make sure you're getting enough potassium, but there's all these players that drain our potassium reserves and, and they're heavy metals and toxins and such. So again, nutrients in and then address, you know, whatever toxicities you're exposed to. How do you handle that? Well, we've got fluoride in our drinking water. We've got chlorine. Um, we've got these things in our foods. They're all powerful inhibitors of thyroid hormone utilization, and they interfere with your iodine metabolism. Hello, bromides and halogens. Um, and so that's going to also affect, um, your core ratios and macro minerals and your thyroid and your ability to, you know, utilize the hormone inside the cell. Um, and then of course, you know, we could talk about all the foods like by now, I hope you guys understand I'm talking about real food, ancestral diet, you know, getting off of processed foods. Um, you know, they are processed with a lot of things, including the water that we don't know what's in the water that they're processed with. And chances are, you know, they can be, um, they can have high levels of fluorides that found their way into our water. You know, that's one thing I think about now, like when I go out, I'm like, I don't know if I want to drink the water all the time. It just depends. Um, I mean, we do have to live in the world and not worry about everything, but like, if you haven't paid attention to this at all yet, and you haven't been at least radically decreasing all these toxins, it could really hurt, you know, hurt you. Um, so again, you know, our cells actually have to be able to respond to the thyroid hormone stimulation in the first place. And again, we need a lot of vitamins and minerals, you know, they're just necessary for this energy production, um, in these different, you know, cycles that help run the mitochondria. Um, and so when they're missing, you know, it's going to, uh, block steps and this whole pathway won't work properly. And the thyroid hormone that we do produce or take won't be as effective in increasing our energy production. So I wanted to cover that because, you know, uh, again, I've talked about this on the podcast before I said, let's wake up your thyroid. Um, so go back and check that podcast out. If you're like on, a, on a, on a, uh, rabbit hole mission to understand, you know, how to, uh, turn this all around for yourself. So, 
And, you know, we can have thyroid problems at any stage of the production or utilization of our thyroid hormone. Right. So I remember there was a time when I was like, Oh, I think I, something could be wrong with my thyroid based on like the symptoms I was experiencing, but, um, the blood work was fine. And so, but then when I did my hair test, I could see where the energy loss was. And so we can all have different things though. Like, you know, I, for me, it was, had to do a lot with the mold exposure I had. So that that was playing a role and why I didn't feel as good as I could, you know, another person, it could be, um, maybe they had radiation damage. Another person, it could be, they produce the hormone just fine, but they are stressed as hell and burned out. And, you know, their autonomic balance is, you know, just blocking the release. Um, somebody else could have like, you know, uh, transport problems, getting hormones in the cell. Somebody could have, um, enough hormone production, but can't use them because like they've got fluoride toxicity out the wazoo. Um, somebody else might have like too much mercury and, um, you know, that's causing a problem or too much copper. And this is what blood tests don't see. And they wouldn't even ask you any questions about any of this because they're not looking at it. Um, so it's completely inadequate to assess what's going on to more deeply recover and really get to a lot of the roots of why you feel the way you feel. So they're going to miss a lot of things, um, or maybe indicate something's wrong when it's not, and maybe it's really something else. So it's just incredibly, um, inadequate to, to help you get enough information and do the deep digging. So you can bring about systemic, uh, shifts and balance. So that's mainly what I want to talk about. You know, the biggest things that I see are this low thyroid effect due to impaired cell permeability. It's in slow oxidizers um, or the opposite where someone feels more hyperthyroid. That's not as common, but they have too much mercury or copper or something like, or some other toxicity of their thyroid gland. Um, you know, and so there's there can be kind of these different, you know, um, scenarios, right. And they can cause a mixture of symptoms. So it would behoove us to know, like, well, how are these things affecting me? Because it will affect what you choose to do and act upon and what nutrients you, you know, might need to take or what things you might want to do. Like you might want to prioritize getting amalgams removed at some point, or you might want to, you know, um, know what it takes to balance copper in your system. Cause you know, trust me, that's incredibly common. Um, so yeah, so it, I, that's why I love HGMA for thyroid assessment because it's, um, really good at like coming in and, you know, shoring up more Intel and, um, help see imbalances in many of the steps of the overall, uh, thyroid hormone metabolism, right? So there's a lot of things we can look at in the hair test. We can look at the calcium level. Um, we can look at the potassium level. We can look at the ratio of the two. Uh, we can look at, you know, manganese is important. Nobody has any good manganese. I've never seen anyone with adequate manganese. Um, (laughs) uh, and that has to do a lot with, you know, it's missing in our diet. Thanks to glyphosate, 
and it's hard to absorb. And when you're already in adrenal burnout, it's really hard. It becomes more bioavailable um, and things like that. And then we've got, you know, um, what's your oxidative type? Do you, are you fast or slow? How do we, you know, give you the right macronutrients for your thyroid right now? Because, you know, it can make a huge difference. And then, you know, even the supplements you take, you know, or someone's like, oh yeah, everyone needs this vitamin, like B complex, for example, it could be too stimulating, um, and aggravate one person, whereas it can like save somebody else's life. So it's like, you know, you kind of want to know, um, how much of those things you need. So you don't take it and feel bad and be like, no, that made me feel worse. And then kind of have this like trauma of that nutrient and be like, no, I can't take that. Um, it's bad for me, you know, but you really do need it. You just need the right, you know, dosage, the right titration. And then we've, you know, we've got other things, obviously I mentioned copper. Um, it is huge in, um, thyroid, um, as well as adrenals. So it can, it can play a really big role. I did a whole series on copper because it's so complex. Um, so if you like learning this stuff, you can go check those episodes out. But I thought I would just cover this super, super high level overview again, because it just kind of, it keeps coming up and women keep coming to me, having already gone the allopathic route and feeling incredibly confused by, you know, not really getting anywhere with it, you know? Um, So, yeah. So I love um, helping people dig in and go deeper. And um, this is one way to do it. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, and that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to a joy to be me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend or tag me on Instagram at Lydia joy me. And if you like the show rate or review five stars are great on whatever platform you are listening, Google play iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.